Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from. Put your dead son in a cemetery. It's him or carry. Be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Head cannon. Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, a surprise guest. We were supposed to originally record with friend of the show, Willow Pesky Aubrey on Twitter, and she had something come up. So last minute was able to come in and save us. Apparently you're a huge fan of the movie. So, so it's, uh, you know, one of our favorite guests, Amber Ray Snyder. How are you doing this evening? Uh, I'm one of your favorites. Oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's such a blast when you're on. It always is. Ah, uh, I really love being here. I love talking about movies. Oh yeah. Especially scary movies. Yeah. What if- yeah. When you, when you asked me and then I immediately said yes, I was like, there's something wrong with me that I would like drop everything and just like, no, this is just who I am. Yeah. yeah, Talk about it all the time. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. And how have you been? How have you been since we uh, we last talked to you? Good. What has happened? I did a lot of painting last night. That's really exciting. You know, late thirties, paint your house. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Good. Oh, my podcast is going well. Oh yeah. Recording people. Uh, making up stories, improvising stories, and yeah, it's fun. It's and good times. W- remind everyone what's the, what that's called. Uh, Star Stuff Stories. Star Stuff Stories, yes. And it's uh, rated E for everyone, <laughs> um, just like Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Video game. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Good. How are y'all? Nice. Good. Doing well. Yeah. Doing well. Yeah, Today was you- a snow day. Yeah, or it was like uh, I walk dogs for uh, making money, and uh, <laughs> you know, with the like not you're a dog like walker. Just for, yeah, dog walker, uh, and yeah, walking through like icy soup all day. Don't recommend it. The dogs were cute; they freaking loved it. Everybody was like galloping through the snow. So yeah, yeah. no, it was nice. It was beautiful this morning when I like took my kids to school, but then. Uh, this afternoon when I went to get my son off the bus, it was just like kind of slushy and it all kind of, I was like, Oh, it's, it was so gorgeous. Like eight hours ago. Now it's just gross now, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> People so. like freaking out on the, on the news, like the past two days here in Indy saying yeah. eight inches of snow or more. And then we woke up this morning and it was like, it's like what you're talking about. It was like a slushy, like really good uh, snowball snow. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe three yeah. inches. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, they didn't didn't even they didn't even think about canceling anything up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Texas. In Texas, they shut everything down. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. They do a big Texas. Well, that's because yeah. well, that's because they, they did... fire their guns into the clouds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to stop the <laughs> like snow. Reverse snow. <laughs> and then and then their electric grid goes down and everyone loses electricity and then they all yeah. just have to like they have to shoot their guns for warmth. Right. Yeah. It's science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you, Brent? What have you been up to? Just working. Um that's about it, really. Yeah, I'm just doing this. Nice. David, um, who we have uh his his podcast episode dropped yesterday he was really excited to hear it by the way oh nice what, did he, yeah did he get a chance to listen to it he, i don't know yet uh, okay but i told him i told but like i listened to like our previous episode and then at the end of it you were like yeah and then we were doing children of the corn and then i because he had just asked me about it he was like when is that gonna when can i hear myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah usually it's usually about a if you know when i have I like to have a few episodes in the can, so we're not, you know, cutting it close. So usually turnaround is about two months out, but, um, yeah, yeah. but no, I'm doing, I I was, I was supposed to do a thing a couple weeks ago, but the guys I was doing it with got their, the schedule confused, so it didn't work out. But tomorrow I'm supposed to be performing improv comedy in front of people for the first time in like three years. I I haven't, I haven't, I haven't really... Yeah, I haven't really been on a stage in like three years because of COVID and everything. So, oh my God. so you're nervous, right? Yeah, a little. You know what? I feel I feel good. I feel really good because I'm I'm taking classes. Because Amber, we met at Second City, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I I'm taking classes at the uh, the CIC Theater. Uh, okay. Which is is currently theaterless. They do not have a venue at the moment. Um, okay. But they've got a room where we take we do classes, and then they have shows every I think like Wednesday and Thursday night at a a tavern called Finley Dunn's. Okay. Which that sounds familiar. It's a great venue. It's a free show, and there's like a, a just like a regular bar up front, and then you go through this hallway where there's like the kitchen on the right, the bathrooms on the left, and in the back is this like little room where they've got like three rows of chairs set up. And then a little performance area and it's always packed. It's great energy. And it's some of the best improv I've seen, like some of the best improv going on in the city right now. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And I, and what as far as improv, CIC, what does CIC, CIC stand for? I don't know. Oh, don't know. you know, <laughs> okay. you got me. You know, I'm, I'm also, I'm reading, um, snow crash right now. And they and the the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIC, has been like changed to the Central Intelligence like Corporation or whatever. So I don't. Anytime I think CIC, I'm, I'm like I'm tying it to Snow Crash because I'm reading that right now. But I don't yeah. know what it stands for. I don't know. <laughs> you should find that out. I should. I don't know if it stands for anything. Sure, at one point it probably did. <laughs> but but for anybody listening, like I you know I took classes at IO Second City. They were all good. They had their value. Like I, I feel like I'm a much better writer after going through Second City's program. I've heard that so many times. Yeah, but uh, yeah. but but for my money, if if you want to learn how to just do good, like good, enjoyable, entertaining, improvisational comedy as a thing, man, CIC is. So to answer your question, Amber, uh, I feel like I'm doing better improv. I feel like I'm in a better improv headspace than I've been in for. 
year, probably since I left Indianapolis. Like I, I really feel like I'm doing like some good improv right now, you know? Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Improv is, I also feel like it has a lot to do with who you're playing with too. Like the people you're with. Um, so do you feel like you're in a really good group? Like a, everybody plays their part. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think, I think I've been, and and you can like, and I think that the, the instructors are kind of, uh, I don't know what's the word. I don't know. Judicious maybe. And like, you know, they don't want to say like, this class is better than that. Like whatever, but you can kind of glean that, that, that I don't, yeah, there, it does feel like this group of like 10 people, something's clicking everybody everybody i'm i'm working with right now is like very funny and very talented and you know the nice thing about the cic program is it it really gears you yeah bless you brent um but it it does kind of gear you to like become a team and perform as a team even after the the classes are over with you know that's cool so yeah i know what cic stands for now what, what did you, what, what's it stand for? I was, I was off this tab. That's why I couldn't mute. And then I sneezed and then it made a noise, but it's called chemically imbalanced comedy. Oh, really? Ah. That's nice. Nice. That's see, that doesn't even almost sound familiar. So I, I never knew that. I never knew that at all. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like it. And, and I get the vibe that the guys doing it are maybe became disenfranchised a little bit with the, uh, improv status quo in Chicago, you know, which was heavily second city and IO and, um, and not, you know, not, not to, not to talk shit or anything. Sorry. My dog's freaking out in the background. Um, but, and, and I had a great time at second city. I loved my time at second city. I had great instructors like, you know, uh, but, but the last show I saw at second city, I went, I was like, you know, I haven't been to second city in a while. Let's go see a show. And I bought a ticket. It was like $35 or something. I was like, Jesus Christ, you know, cause before I was a student. So I always got into, I always got into shows for free. So she like, right. you know, I pay, I gave her my card, whatever she gave me the receipt. I was like $35. Fuck. And I went and saw this show. And I think I was probably the only improviser in the audience. Like it was a bunch of people like out of town, for, you know, traveling from out of town, people who, we're just coming. Oh, we'll go see the second city, whatever. A lot of like middle-aged or older, which I'm middle-aged now, What you know, I don't know, but it was people, people who weren't necessarily improv savvy and they loved the show. They loved it. It was, it hit hard. They loved it. It was some of the sloppiest, laziest, like weakest improv I've ever seen in my life. It was so, it was so lazy, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and the the fact that you paid thirty five, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> for a show that's made up thirty five bucks yeah. on the spot. Yeah, yeah. I remember like, being in uh, shows and then like saying something that was like real hacky or what, like I like I had thought of before even mm-hmm. put it like in the chamber and then getting a big laugh and just feeling awful like <laughs> oh like why do they laugh like I almost wanted them to boo me yeah. <laughs> You know? you're, like, you're like, give me what I deserve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But no, yeah, that I mean, yeah, some of the stuff I'm 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 seeing at Finley Dunn's right now, uh man, some really great improv. You know, on Saturdays a lot of times I'll catch shows at like Logan Square improv or even at the uh the Bug House. You know, some of these smaller oh, yeah. venues, man, yeah, just some some really great improv. I haven't been to IO since they reopened. 
um, oh, since before I didn't the know pandemic. They reopened. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they have new owners, and I haven't been there. Ah, yeah. There was a lot of drama, so I just thought they still hadn't repaired <laughs> themselves. No. Since that, okay. Yeah, I think they reopened. I think the new owners are trying to kind of rehab the image because when COVID hit and everything shut down anyway, there was kind of like, yeah, everything shut down, and also uh, some like real like you know questionable yeah. shit was going on at at Second City and IO. So yeah. <laughs> Now that we're all seated and have nothing to do, let's talk about this, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like uh, people are going out for comedy these days. I don't, at least I notice it in myself. Like, I, I being a stage actor uh, for most of my life, I don't seek out live theater anymore mm-hmm. if i'm gonna go out i i think i choose a comedy like yeah. a stand-up comedian i haven't seen improv in a long time but the way you're talking about it now i want to go back and find some good improv um but i think it's interesting that people are are really wanting those jokes yeah um, yeah it makes sense you know after the last three yeah. years of of uh, whatever and and if you ever want to go on a show or go see a show uh, you know, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, and or Saturday nights. I'm uh, I'm around. We can go see a show. Okay, yeah. That's the thing. So you have to know that. I guess because I've seen bad improv, and so yeah. like that that sticks with you. You're like, I don't want to go out unless somebody's <laughs> like, I know it's gonna be good. You know, because <laughs> bad improv and bad stand up comedy. It's like it's hard to leave. It's usually a small space. You can't just go out the back door. Everybody's going to see you. So yeah. you have to sit through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just got to sit there. And One time it. I took a trip to Florida. Well, I think, I think my wife Kara was with me too. And I, I was doing improv in Indy and there was an improv show locally there, like in the, not Orlando area, like uh, I forget. It doesn't matter. But, um, it was like at a old, it was like a theater and you could tell that it was just the people who were like actors in the plays there mm-hmm. decided to start an improv show. They did like a, a, a game show as okay. an improv thing and it was awful. Yeah. And we, they took an, they did an intermission and then I was like, they were like, this isn't that funny. And I said, I agree. And let's go. Let's leave. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's get out of here. Yeah, I've only left an intermission for a show. I think it was only one show. It was Rock of Ages in London. My sister got free tickets, and by intermission, it was one of those, like, so I'm kind of tired. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, yeah, me too. This show drags. Let's go. And we left. Do you think the free tickets had anything to do with it? Like, maybe... No. No? Because it it was her friend that got her the tickets, so part of... Because I was hesitant, because, like, I didn't want to offend her friend that got the tickets. But she was like, no, nah, let's go. I'll explain everything to him. It's fine. <laughs> you know, because the, the, it really was like the actors were phoning it in. And yeah. it just, in its rock of ages to begin with, it's a medley of rock songs. And they try to make a through line plot with all these old rock songs. And it's like, that's a stretch to begin with. So if the actors are phoning it in, then, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> It's already hanging by a thread. Like, there's a lot of, yeah. This was already a bad idea. (laughs) They're making it worse. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the only one I've, I've, that's the one show I've walked out on intermission. Yeah. There's still time. 
<laughs> there, yeah, lots more time. Yeah. No, that reminds me of, uh, uh, I, I don't, I, I, this is just interesting to me. I, I, cause a lot of people, whenever people talk about like walking out of a movie or walking out of a theater, theater or anything like this always comes to mind. Like I, you know, I worked in a movie theater for a couple years in high school. It was my first job. I, when I was 15, I started working at a movie theater and, um, and there was one movie, I've probably, Brent's probably heard me say this before, but there's one movie, like more than any other movie, we had people walk out of the theater and demand their money back in the middle of this movie, like almost every showing. And I, I've never watched this movie, so I don't know what it is, but it's uh, a, a Richard Gere movie called Dr. T and the Women. I, what? I have no, yeah, but that's, I, I that, that just always sticks with me because I'd be working at the concession stand or in the box office or whatever. And like, sure enough, about halfway through this movie, you'd have people come out and just be like, no, what? Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Dr. T and the women. Dr. T the and the women. 90s? Uh, like 2000, right around 2000. Dr. 2000, yeah, I looked it up. <laughs> oh, no. I think I think maybe Farrah Fawcett's in it. It's got what? Four point seven stars and Tara Reid, Helen Hunt, Farrah Fawcett, Laura Dern, Kate Hudson, and Liv Tyler are all in it. Wow, what a That's crazy mistake. Fifty seven percent from Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Brent, did you say Tara Strong is in it? Tara Reid. Oh Tara Reid. Oh, oh different okay, yeah, yeah. From the Sharknado franchise. Yes. <laughs> of Sharknado fame. <laughs> uh, I bet this movie is like Garfield is to, uh, what's his face? Bill Murray. Uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. Everybody's got their Garfield movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you regret? Yeah, no, nobody's getting away clean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh man. No, so this movie, so tonight uh, we're talking about uh, 2019's Ready or Not. And um, and it just kind of, every it, it kind of lines up. I think I'm going to re- release this episode. I just looked it up today. The new Scream movie comes out uh, like March 10th, somewhere early March. And and the guys who... There's another one? There's a, they're doing a sixth one, yeah. Uh, oh my god. And, okay, but, I still have to see the fifth one, but anyway, the fifth, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I mean, I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, this the Scream franchise is. Uh, I mean, none of the movies suck, in my opinion. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's but the guys, uh, the guys who directed this movie and Scream also, they they come they were doing like YouTube stuff. They went by the name Radio Silence, and then they directed a movie, a short part, a uh, short movie. Sorry short film in the anthology VHS, which Brent, yes. Brent and I were going to be talking about next week. It just so uh, happens that another guest chose yeah. that movie. Totally. This is all just like serendipity. None of this. I just yeah. kind of, re- yeah. I just realized this today that we're talking about ready or not today. We're going to talk about VHS next week. And then in March, uh, the guys involved with these movies, their new movie scream, uh, the sixth one is coming out. So I think yeah. I'll, I'll probably have these episodes come out uh around the, the the release of the scream movie kind of you know as a celebration yeah 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 that's smart yeah. yeah these guys i wrote their names down matt bettinelli and tyler gillette they're the directors and then the the writer who writes scream i didn't write his name down uh but like that's scream is like their their money maker that's 
their big one. And then they did this. Yeah. That did really well. Mm-hmm. But I think that's interesting to like, just like most of your career is this one franchise. Yeah. I mean, if it does well, yeah. you know, it's the day, bro. Uh, right. It's like, it's like being the director for the TV show Friends or something. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but it's movies. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, well, guess, and, and they're the only yeah. ones because Wes Craven directed the first four, right? And then oh, okay. Um, and then he died, and oh, okay. and and so these guys picked up the fifth one, and it did pretty well. It was de- it was good. Okay. Um, yeah. And so they're they're back for the sixth one. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They're the guys that did like the YouTube video where the guys where Fitch is like watching about how to how to use a crossbow. Which I thought was great. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they make they the videos? Like, I know how movies are made, I think. I bet they just, they someone went out in I'm, a field and did that, which must have been fun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Don't be a bitch, Fitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that character's hilarious. That guy's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Fitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, I feel like either one of you would play that part. You you two fit the bill for Fitch, I Fitch think. Fitch would be fun. Fitch would how be fun. How do you feel about that? I like it. I, I I don't I think the other the other characters would be a stretch for me. I don't know that I'm as like yeah. a, uh you know homicidally sociopathic as the You don't come off as that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not your typecast. I'll have to work on that. <laughs> yeah. Fitch was almost like participating ironically right. in it all. Yes. Right. You know, <laughs> you know who he kind of reminded me of and it I just now clicked in my brain? That the character from Beetlejuice? Yes, yes. I already had that thought, but I thought it was just me. Yes. Okay, I had another. I had another thought about him. Uh, do you ever seen the, the the monkey movie? Dunstan checks in. <laughs> oh, Wait a minute. Forever. Wait, where? Oh my god. Somebody else mentioned Dunstan checks in. To, I was listening to a podcast. Somebody else brought that movie up. Oh, really? Fucking today. Yeah, that's so weird. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Matrix. Uh, but there's like a character who's like a like a public no um, a reviewer of hotels, and and he reminds me of that of Fitch. Okay. Or Fitch I, reminds me of that guy. Man, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. I don't really remember it that well. But yeah. Yeah. Funny. That's funny. But yeah, I was I was watching I was listening to a podcast about they were talking about The Shining today, and they brought up they were like talking about hotels, and they brought up Dunstan checks in. That's a hilarious <laughs> That's thing. Yeah. So weird. Weird. <laughs> To combine Dunstan checks in with The Shining would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> did, did they do that? Did they like? Imagine? No, they were just talking oh. about like what a weird space, like what a weird thing hotels are. It's like this efficient machine, like this, uh, this like, yeah. uh, whatever. Not inhumane, but like impersonal machine to get. But it's also like a place for people. Like it's 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 a place that like houses humanity. And it has to kind of function as this inhumane machine. It was, uh, I don't know. but in that, Is it in that, like, the turnaround as people check out, the cleaning crew comes and just, like, etches sketches the room? Yeah, just, like, wipes any, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were saying, like, it's it's this, it's a weird place that it's, like, a place for humans. But at the same time, it also has to be, like, very sterile and, like, yeah. you know. Because imagine all, like, the weird stuff that had happened in the hotel room that you rented. Like, mm-hmm. 48 hours before you yeah, were there. I try not like, to think about it, yeah. You shouldn't. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't bring that black light. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah. Amber, we were fortunate enough because 
like I said, somebody else had selected this movie and had to had to jump off, you know, had to bail out at the last minute. But um, we're so fortunate that you were able to jump on, and you're a huge fan of this movie. You you said you own it, so can yeah. can you tell us a little bit about your uh, relationship with this movie and, and and what you like about it? Yeah, this movie is like I go to this movie. This is why I own it because it it kept coming up. Like I'll be. Well, one, one memory I have is I was hanging out with my dad when he was living down in Texas, and uh, he, he put the power in my hands to pick something, and I was like, oh, we need something, like, interactive. Like, what's going to keep his attention? Because he loves to fall asleep during movies, <laughs> and it was past 7 o'clock, so I was like, all right, what can I keep him awake with? Right. And it, this movie came up. And it's, there's so <laughs> many moments in this movie, like uh, when she's climbing out of the goat pit, and her hand gets put into that nail like yeah. there's just like oh she's not gonna oh my god and then she does it and you're screaming uh, but then like you're laughing at these these situations and then the ending is I really think I could safely say it's my favorite ending of any horror film a dark comedy yeah like it just because anybody I've shown it to who was seeing it the first time they just they don't see it coming. It's right so up. brilliant. Um, it's all that tension that's built up. And she like draws the curtains and it's daylight. Yeah. yeah. Like, is something supposed to happen? Yeah. Right. Well, and everybody I've shown it to, they're always like, oh, see, I told you, like, nothing's going to happen. They were worried about And then their heads explode and they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. It really, it really is perfect. Yeah. Because you're like, because the movie would be, if it just ended and it was all superstition and they were... Yeah. And that would be great. That would be a great ending. But then they go the extra step to explode the whole family. And it's yeah. just, mwah, it's just so. I just like that Grace has like exploded people all over her. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah. They just keep exploding on her. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's so awful, but they do a very good job. Even the kids explode, but they're exploding in the hallway. So yeah. you just see their guts and like. Yeah, you yeah. don't see them. And I, I, I got to say, man, Samara Weaving, like, she is so great. And I, I'm, I'll yes. watch her in anything. You know, she's uh, Agent Smith, Hugo Weaving's niece. Niece. Right? Yeah. And then. Oh, yeah. Nepo Baby. Nepo Baby. Nepo Babies. It's all Nepo Babies. Yeah. It's Nepo Babies all the way down. interesting scream I've ever heard. I don't have, like, a fan. I'm not a fan of a certain scream or not. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's got, like, the best, like, scream out of anyone in a movie yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. She's a scream queen. Yeah. Scream. I don't know how they choose the scream queen, but she has right. that title. Yeah. She well, she, it, yeah. she she did the the babysitter and she was in Ash yeah. versus the Evil Dead, you know. Um uh, yeah. Guns Akimbo. Guns Akimbo. Dude, she's she, she's so good in Guns Akimbo. Yeah. Oh, I have to see this. Oh, it's you yeah, you have it's Daniel Radcliffe. Are you familiar with the movie at all? Guns Akimbo? No. Oh, it's cool. Tell her. It's so good. It's so good. Basically, he what? It, there's like an online. Uh, it's not like Hunger Games, but there's an online game show, and basically Daniel Radcliffe like pisses the people off. So he wakes up one morning, and guns have been bolted to his hands, and like, like through his hand. Like. Yeah, and like, and so, and he's being hunted, and it's being filmed for like a YouTube type thing, and. Uh-huh. Samara Weaving is is she one of the hunters or she she befriends him at some point. They end up working together. Um, she's like she's like like an all star at yeah. the show. Yeah. But, she's killed so many people. Oh, that's oh right. That's right. God. But the the movie is great and she's fucking 
phenomenal in the movie. So when did he come out? Like, um, maybe 2017 or 18. I could look it up. Oh, like, okay. Like, yeah. like, like, like either gold or silver teeth, like in her, for her canines. Uh-huh. Yeah. She looks badass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I yeah. and I just think of this image. There's like Daniel Radcliffe, who's just like passed out drunk, and like woken up in the middle of this game, and he's got like fuzzy like bare feet slippers on. He's got a disheveled like robe, and he's got these guns bolted to his hands, and he's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like the yeah. whole the whole and of movie. Got a scene with like the cops, and the cops are like, "Put down your fucking guns." He's like, "I can't." <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> what is okay? Guns of Kimbo. Guns of Kimbo. Okay. Yeah. It's great. I could watch it again. I've seen it twice. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Just... Oh my god. It's so just good. Looking at the movie poster. Yeah. How did I miss this? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Samara Weaving's awesome, even though you know Nepo baby, it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're all they're all Nepo babies. So what are you gonna do? They're all. It's a mainstream movie. It's right. gonna be full of Nepo babies. Full of Nepo babies. Uh, uh, I actually went through, I was like, who else is a Nepo baby? Um, Andy McDowell is not a Nepo baby, but she has given birth to babies who are now Nepo babies because they're both, one's a musician, the other's an actor. Yeah. I, well, the and, cycle, and, cycle continues. And, well, and some of like the best comedy, I mean, she was in Groundhog's Day. She was yeah. in, she was in Multiplicity. Like I yeah. fucking, Andy McDowell is so great, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a scene in Multiplicity, so stupid, um, <laughs> that I remember seeing as a kid, where she like goes down on him. She, uh, he, it's one of his twins. It's the dumber one, the- and so like they've just had sex. She's just had sex with one of them, and then the other one shows up, and he has a boner, and she's and she's like again, and. <laughs> And so then she goes down on him. And I remember seeing that as a kid and, and my mom was in the room and I was like, what happened? And my mom said, she's just a good wife. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. <laughs> <Bless> your mom. <laughs> and I had no idea why, like, oh. was she tying his shoe? Right. right. What's going I, on? And your dad's asleep on the chair. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has no idea how awesome your mom is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Uh, that... But yeah, I that's for multiplicity. I remember that. Oh, and the scene where he, one of the dumb one again is like spitting on bugs or something. Yeah, yeah. what a weird fucking movie. Multiplicity. Yeah. So long. I, yeah, I, it's uh, been over twenty years since I've seen it. I should. I need to watch that again. I remember it being hilarious. Yeah, but I love her in Groundhog's Day. Yeah. I think that's that's the Andy McDowell. Yeah. Classic. Oh, yeah. Um, but also we have to mention some uh, Weaving's doppelganger Margot Robbie. Y'all get them mixed up, yes? Uh, I, I, I. I'm I'm pretty clear on I, I feel like they do very different movies, but now that you mention it, they do look very similar. I could absolutely are they they're yeah. both Australian as well, is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you Marco at... Ruby was gonna be was up for the role of Grace. Yes. Oh yes. really? That makes Isn't sense. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh and they're both in Babylon, which I haven't seen yet. I oh. I, I really want to see that. Um 
But yeah, apparently uh, Samara gets stopped in the street by uh, Margot fans. <laughs> and she says she doesn't have the heart to tell them because she's Australian too. So it's not like she can start talking and they're like, oh, it's like, no, it's, it, it's, it seals the deal further. So right. she just acts like Margot because <laughs> she doesn't want to break their heart. And she takes it as flattered. She's flattered by it. And, uh, yeah. So it's not yeah. a big deal. To it, her. Yeah. If I were, if I were Margot Robbie or Samara Weaving, I right. feel like I could only be flattered by being, uh, mistaken for the other one. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, but I also, I love her in Babysitter. Y'all have seen that, right? The I, two- I have not seen the Babysitter. No. Oh. no. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good one to watch after watching this one. Yeah. I think it's, it's on a, a- of the same comedy, dark comedy. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, her, like her like awkward yet confident, Acting is interesting. Mm-hmm. She has these like awkward like facial expressions, and then comes like, yeah. across as like 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 just going with the flow of everything really yeah. well. Right, almost like she's improvising. Yeah, she, yeah. Well, and there's she's there's so good. many good moments where like Andy McDowell when they first meet, and she's like smoking a cigarette, and she's like, you know, all you got to all the only thing you have to worry about is like how what your your fiance feels about you, like fuck fuck everything up, and she's really like. You could tell she she's like reserved because she knows she's got to like she's like playing a role. She doesn't want to like be you can't be your real self like meeting your in-laws for the first time. Right. You have to gauge like how much of myself can I let loose, you know, like Uh and but then there's like this little bit of like slippage underneath where she's like she's like, oh, okay, I'm like kind of connecting with Andy McDowell. She seems cool. But at the same time, like I don't want to let my full self out because like. I'm meeting the in-laws for the first time, you know? Right. And they're rich as fuck. And all, yeah. And also they're super fucking (laughs) rich. And she doesn't come from money either. So yeah. 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 Which is always a fun dynamic. Yeah. You're you're right though. There is a lot of subtle uh, performance by Samara weaving in this as well. And, you know, and also the part where like, uh, I forget her fiance's name. Alex. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, where they're like, she goes to play hide and seek and he grabs her and they're like talking about it. And he's like, uh, you know, he's like, I didn't think this would happen. You know, this never happens. This, you know, he's like, and she's like, why, what the fuck? You know, this is fucked up. And he's like, well, you know, if, if I didn't do this, you were going to leave if we didn't get engaged. So we had to do that. And she like has this momentary, like f- she flips out. She's like, are you fucking blaming me for this? Cause I, exactly. and, and it's just so it's so good. It's just so I don't know. It's just like she's a good yeah. listener. Yeah, as an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I liked I liked when they were sitting around the table when they were introducing the games and like Fitch is just like I got old mate. Yeah, <laughs> fuck is old mate. Yeah, and the other the other the other woman got like chess or something. She played chess, but yeah. but that's I mean that's another scene where everybody else in the room like understands the gravity of what's going on and she's like she's kind of giggling like this is silly like I, yeah she man she it, it's played so perfectly you know so, oh, i've got a question for you guys then so let's say like fitch he got old maid yeah at what point did he learn that like he could have gotten hide and seek good question like, do they tell them afterward and does it like is that like a positive thing with their like they they've gone through something traumatic by just getting picking old maid or chess and it 
the fact that they weren't murdered maybe makes them like closer as a family. You know, I I I didn't think about it regarding Fitch or or or, or whatever the the other the the uh, Daniel's wife, whatever her name yeah. is. But yeah. I, I did think about it as far as Samara Weaving's character, Grace. I was like, what if she had chosen a regular game? Like, what does she, what does her life life look like five years from now? You know, because if she just chose Old Maid and she's like, okay, cool, I'm in the family now. And they're like, oh, by the way, this is a thing. And she's like, right. wait, what? And yeah, because I just because what I really like at the end is of this movie is how she because at a certain point you can't go back to good with Alex, right? At a certain point she has to recognize that. And I was almost afraid at some points that they would try to repair her relationship with Alex when when you get down to it, he put her in this situation and yes, like yeah. what he did is uh what like irretrievably fucked up, like irrevocably uh a shitty thing to do to someone you're supposed to love. Right. Yeah. And, and so there's, I feel like a, another movie, maybe in another time years ago, uh, maybe would have like had them reconcile and like work together or whatever. But I like in this movie where he really ends up being the villain at the end and, and they kind of have to yes. turn on each other. You know what I mean? Well, and, and I suppose, go ahead, Amber. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say there was foreshadowing to that because, uh, uh, Andy McDowell, the mom, says to him, "Well, if you were so concerned about this, you wouldn't have let her draw a card. Yeah, like you, if you didn't believe in this whole thing, you wouldn't have let her draw the card. Like, because he's like, it's just a superstition. She's like, oh, is it? Then why did you let her draw the card? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's and- kind of fucked up because if you get into the family, like, let's say you're Fitch. I'm only using Fitch because I can forget the other lady's name. Yeah. Um, right. Sorry." <laughs> Hold on, I'll find it. Hold on. Yeah, so I can vary the character names, not just <laughs> Charity. Charity. Her name's Charity. fucking Charity. Of course, Charity. It's, of course, she it's was Charity. Great. She was Charity is awesome, she's but the, like she's she got the, yeah. Go ahead, she go, got, go. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, Amber. I'm like, you're yeah. Fine, you're fine. I had a really good night's sleep last night. I woke, I woke <laughs> up at eleven this morning. No kids were freaking out and screaming oh, at each other. It was like a good days. Nice. So, good. so Charity gets told, you know, you're in the family. And then I think what probably keeps Charity from leaving is the fact that it's like, so you'll explode, dude, if like you if we don't kill the next person that you know at some point down the way, yeah. like you married into this, like yeah. you will. We'll see. Will... I th- I think that might be true of Fitch. I think Charity's all about it. I f- I feel like Charity Charity yeah Charity was like yeah I fucking I drew chess because I belong here and. Yeah. I feel like uh-huh. I feel like charity's a different beast. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. I I don't think it's ever so maybe it isn't really explained. They just know they know that if the next oh yeah because it happened to that the the aunt the wicked looking Helene. aunt yeah yeah uh but then I feel like a part of them is like but that's not when is that going to happen and yeah. then like the fact that they did not draw that game makes them feel entitled to be there. They feel yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, all about the money. The money is what really like yeah. blinds them. Well, the, the money and I, that, that that's, I was going to bring up a minute ago that Helene, you know, Alex's character and his journey is paralleled most by Helene, right? Cause yeah. the, the movie opens up with Daniel and Alex as kids and they're hunting Helene's 
uh, fiance. And that was the last time that this happened. And in the beginning of the movie, I almost expected her to like be a saboteur and to, uh, to try and save grace because she knows what this is like. She's, she's had this happen to her. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but no, she goes, she sold her soul. She goes the (laughs) other way and she's the most indoctrinated. And, and I almost think that is a, like Alex character maps onto her character, right? Like he's trying to break away from the family, but really like he's, he's Helene. Like he's, you know, he's, he's that kind of character, you know? devil worshiper because the goats like they sacrifice goats right but i i forget like i remember thinking about this before and being like well there's goats so they must do like frequent sacrifices and i think it it's there's somewhere in the movie where they do say something about goats about yeah i think you're right yeah maybe they sacrifice was talking about how like how he the reason why he left the family was like, man, there's just like the last time we had to like spill the blood of a goat and chant over it. I decided it was fucked up and I wanted to leave. Yeah. yeah. But then he also realized that it had been become normalized. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like they're, they're not just doing this game. They're like, they're practicing dark magic. I yeah. Guess yeah. They're also, yeah. yeah, they're sacrificing goats. And he, and, and Alex at one point even says he's had like cousins and other family members who tried to elope. Like they tried to get married without doing it on this property and playing the game. And they like, they all woke up the next day dead or right. well, they, they didn't wake up. You know? There was a fire. There was a fire. Yeah. Well, that was another That's family. An, another too. family had. Yeah. So they tell stories about other people in the family dropping dead because they didn't do this other families coming to an end because they didn't do it the right way. So, right. but so yeah. do they explode then? Because like, if you just like died in your sleep, if you didn't, if you eloped, but like, are they exploding because they're like the main vein of the family? Like it, like it closes the loop. Maybe that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. But I, I don't know if they say it in the movie, but I guess uh LaBelle, right. Cause they, they, they talk about their, uh, their great great grandfather, whatever, Mister Le Domas or whatever, makes uh-huh. a deal with uh, Mister Labelle, and this is how that all got kicked off. And right. Labelle is an anagram for uh, uh, Belial, right? Or Belial, Belial, B E L I A L, which is a demon who I think is referenced in the Bible. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, Labelle okay. is 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 Belial. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they said that, that Alex had seen him at one point when he was younger. Did they ever show that yes. in the movie, or do they just reference it? No, no. But then we see him, his his spirit uh, in the chair at the very. He like nods to what's her face. Grace. You should have like that like to Grace. Yeah. But <laughs> Got him. but I think uh, well, and I I think that's that's also a point of parallel. I think they say. Yeah. Only Alex and maybe Aunt Helene has seen him like sitting in the chair. And that's why Helene is so in it. She's like, I saw it. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to follow this dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The girl still dies. Yeah. Yeah. She's at her with the axe. Yeah. She's, yep. yeah. She's the most into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and apparently one of the, the first drafts or whatever, they were going to, they were going to kill Grace that she was going to die oh, wow. and that it was going to seem like it was all superstition and then their heads explode. 
But I'm so glad they kept her alive because that whole, like, the fact that she doesn't come from money yeah. and all the rich people are dead and she's lighting a cigarette. Like, it's such a great ending. Oh, yeah. Well, Thank it's, God it's, they it's, changed it. <laughs> yeah, it's got to end like that. It has to. She yeah. says in laws, man. Like, Kara and my son watched it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, yeah, the, the, the cops are like, what happened to you? And she's like, in-laws. <laughs> so good. <laughs> which is, yeah. For, I, yeah, which for me, like, I have such a great relationship with my in-laws. Like, I, you know, I, I have more fun with hanging out with them than I do my own family a lot of the time. But like. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's such the, the running joke that the in-laws, it's always the in-laws. But yeah, I feel the same where I'm like, I don't know that I would feel that way about my in-laws. Yeah. But I have met people who talk about their in-laws and I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're the reason why that cliche exists. I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the, the younger, the youngest sister, Emily, who, yes. man, she is just like a drugged out. Like she's such a, <laughs> she's such Poor a Emily. fuck up. Like, when Which, she, like, she yeah. shoots, she shoots the maid in the face. Like, not only does she shoot the wrong person, and the dad is like, oh, Clara was my favorite. But he's like, he's like, why'd you shoot her in the face? Like, we have to take her alive for the ritual. You can't shoot her in the fucking face, you know? <laughs> Dude, yeah, she's like, she almost took out half the family with that revolver thing. And she's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> And then she shoots the second maid with the crossbow. Yeah. And I just, I love that her, her comment is, Daddy, why does this keep happening to me? Yeah. Totally self-centered. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah. Such a, it's such a great, yeah. It's a well-written character. Cause she's also like, she's snorting cocaine too, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is she? Doesn't she like slap herself looking in the mirror? No, that's, that's Fitch. Fitch, yeah. He slaps himself. Well, and there's so, I mean, and the satire, and I don't know that it's anything that ha- that hasn't been done before, but just right. like the self-absorbed, what about me? Like you've just shot somebody in the face with a crossbow and you're thinking like, what about me? Just like the self-absorption of the rich of that, you know, that, that echelon of, of existence or whatever. And even like, even in Aunt Helene where like, I, I, Again, the way I was expecting her character to go, I feel like, man, if something terrible happens to me, my first instinct is like, oh, I don't want this to happen to anybody else. Like, how how can I? But no, no. Aunt <laughs> Helene is, this happened to me, so fuck everybody else. Like, right. nobody else should have it. Like, I had it this hard. Only everybody she ever loved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody else right. has to have it this hard because, it, you know, and I, I'm like, man, that is just such a different mindset than the one in which i exist you know? <laughs> right yeah well and then um uh, uh andy mcdowell's character makes the comment when she's choking grace like i'm not gonna let you do this to my family which i think is bullshit because it's not about family i think it's about the legacy yeah the the money and just there's there's that all throughout where like they act like it's for family, but it's really about the comforts, the, yeah. Yeah. It's gross. It's perfectly gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. are a lot of justifications you you could come up with to, to living a, uh, you know, a lifestyle that harms like, you know, hundreds or thousands or millions of other people, you know? Right. They could just like not get married though. Like, right. 
I don't know. Well, well, and that's 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 the point. Like that's where he can, like kind of tries to blame. He tries to blame it on her. He's like, "Well, you were gonna break up with me if we didn't get married," you know. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Why couldn't they just have not gotten married? Well, well, and at one point she says that Alex was fine not getting married, but she grew up without a family. So she really, she really wants, she she really wants a family. And instead of being honest and and say, and being like, yo, if we get married, my family might try to fucking kill you. Alex was like, well, it'll probably be okay. It'll work out. Yeah. I'll be honest. I didn't like that. Alex turned in the end. It made me feel weird. Like, yeah, I know it's, it's a different, and that makes it more interesting that he, he, he was sided with the family. Yeah. But, like, I just really wanted him to, like, rescue, and be, you know, and, like, help out. And I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, that's that's almost what I expected at first. But I think the kind of guy who's going to put a woman in that position. Has and, to die. Yeah. yeah well, and he, yeah, he, yeah, he, like, handled it wrong to begin with. You know, I think he kind of has the Aunt Helene syndrome. And then at that, like, the, the, she's put in a situation where she, like, she either has to die or bash bash the mother's face in and at that point like what kind of relationship can you salvage after you've like bashed in the face of your significant other's mother you know that's a good right. point well and, and he lost his brother too who he was really close to yeah at that point. Than alex did yeah yeah daniel yeah. that's a, that's the thing daniel is the true like which yeah. uh, daniel's a coward and he never like not to excuse his character either, but out of all of the family, he was the one who actually had some kind of moral compass, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and like, and kept that compass to the end, you know? Yeah. Got in between his own wife. Yeah. And, and right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, did what he, yeah, he, tr- yeah, within his ability, yeah, he did try to help Grace, yeah. Yeah. Then he died. And then he died. The worst way too. Imagine that. Like your neck fucking hurts because you got shot in it, and then you're like choking on your own blood. That's like bl- like blubbering out of your face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And that guy. That guy was in. Daniel was in. He was in Scream Four. Oh, uh, cool. He was also in Jennifer's Body and Shazam. A- Adam Brody. <laughs> Oh wait, Shazam with Shaquille O'Neal or no 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 the uh the whatever the DC the, movie the was one. which yeah. which I I thought was pretty funny out of all I, of the, yeah I like it out of all the DC movies I I thought that was one of the ones that was worth watching you know yeah I never saw stuff. that one and then when I saw Black Adam and they were saying Shazam I was like is that a fucking tie-in with that comedy superhero movie and it is it, it is. <laughs> I, oh, it is, it is. No. yeah because those those characters are like inextricably linked in the comics but i i haven't seen black adam i've heard it's terrible um yeah, I have too. but no I like it. but sh- really? i haven't it's seen okay. it yeah dude but shazam is a fun watch like i watched that with my kids and we laughed our asses off the whole time because it's about it's about this like 14 year old kid who gets the powers of shazam and so when he says Shazam, he turns into this like beefy, muscly, like Superman, but he's, but it, like mentally he's a 14 year old kid and uh, right. it's pretty right. funny. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You haven't seen I it, remember, Brent? remember my son walking around the house being like lightning from my hands, lightning from my hands. Cause he's like shooting lightning out of his hands to the song of 
like I have the tiger or something like that. <laughs> oh That's adorable. I was like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I liked it. Sure. Oh man. But then no, let, I'm lo- just looking through my notes here. There's some other parts yeah. like at the end. Uh, af- go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say after she escapes the goat pit and she makes it out into the road, like there's a car that drives by and they just fucking I, ignore her. <laughs> like, yes, I wrote down what she says because that oh, yeah, yeah. that scene is one of my favorites. Uh, she says. What the fuck is wrong with you, you fucking animal, you piece of shit, little tiny dick liquor, fucking asshole, fucking, fucking rich people. <laughs> yes. So yeah. good. Yeah. My son was like, I, I looked at him because I was like nervous about all the language. And I looked at him, his, his mouth was like so open. <laughs> he had never heard anyone say that. Stuff before. And that's. Again, she screams great throughout the whole movie, but that particular scream, the scream before she says fucking rich people, is so great. It's so guttural and so, like, yeah. it makes the next line, like, yep, fucking rich people. Yeah, and even though she's a, ne- a Nepo baby, you're like, yeah, I feel that. I felt that, you know? Yeah. And that's just right after, remember, she, she like, climbed through that gate? Yeah. yeah. She's, like, oh. Her oh. Yeah, Jesus. It was hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, I, I'm very vocal watching that movie where it's like, oh, because oh, they do a good job, like, zooming in and making you watch the streets <laughs> yeah. happen. Yeah. Well, it's like blinking arrows at the wound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, like, the nail in the hand, you know it's coming, and they just, like, are waiting, and yeah. you can't look away. And... and that's set up so good because that she's, like, in, she's in the, in the, not the garage, the stable, the ghost yeah. stable. And then the little boy like kind of saunders in with like the the rich little boy like pajamas on, you know. Yeah. And he shoots her in the fucking hand. Yeah. What and, and creates the hole. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and and first she's like, "Hey, buddy, what are you doing?" Like she's yeah. like, "It's a little." And then he fucking shoots her. And dude, I love when she just decks him. She just fucking clocks, <laughs> just clocks this little okay, piece of shit. Kids. Yeah. Yep. It's it's weird how like all of the not family people are are also on board with the game yeah like that's so wild like the butler for sure yeah but then like all the hell that lady who gets trapped in the dumb the dumb waiter like at the last of yeah. the three help people like, well, just, i think they're all like it's like a cult that they're all cult followers that they're happy to be in on it yeah. they play the game like because the the father you know like he makes the comment of she was my favorite like yeah. what do they do at, after <laughs> 10 o'clock you know yeah. like what, right. what kind you, of devil lady is. you're right you're right, yeah. because the lady in the dumbwaiter, she's like, I'm not even a maid. Yeah. She just likes the way I dance. Oh, that's oh, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, 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 well, and especially when it comes to the butler, like, I think he's a little a little sadistic to begin with. But I think, yes. I think you know, you get a certain level of comfort. And it's almost like, um, uh, you know, like Samuel L. Jackson in uh, Django Unchained, right? Where he's like, he's like the house uh, slave. And, uh, you know, just willing to fulfill that role if it if it gets you a little bit of comfort or whatever. You right. Know? Yeah. Or he's like the Igor to to the the mad scientist, the Frankenstein. The sidekick character is like just happy to be here. Yeah. Comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> do whatever you need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's some roles that like psychotic people just are like definitely like well, well off with like the, the mafia. Like, mm. it was like, it was like ice pit. No. 
oh, what's the guy's? I forget his nickname or whatever. Oh, are, like, is it? They they did a movie and Michael Shannon was in it, right? Is that the same? Yeah, and it's true. Like there were like straight up serial killers who would be serial killers had they not got a job with the mob. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. The mob is like, yo, we recognize your your specific talents, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I can do for you. Do they have a resume of like? Ugh. Well, yeah. oh man, I I don't remember what it was, but I watched something recently where they were talking about how like, hey, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. You know? <laughs> it's beautiful. Wow, just so inspiring. I, just, dude, I want a motivational poster with that, like a serial killer that, on. <laughs> is that the title of Charles Manson's autobiography? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! And he's on the cover, just like, I, just like making his goofy fucking Charles Manson faces. Asshole. Yeah. Oh man! But no, you, were, Brent, you were talking a while ago about your son's reaction to like, uh, 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 uh Samara Weaving's like train of expletives, yeah. right? As the car passed her by, it it just reminded me when I when I was a kid, I got. Do you remember from Home Alone two? He had that little talk boy that he would record into. Yeah. And like play it back. Uh, I got one of those, which was like a knockoff from the movie. It was like, I watched yeah. the movie and I was like, I want that little talk boy. Cause I've seen I this wanted movie. It too. My brother had that. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. But so me and my friends, we would just like record what it just being like dumb fucking middle schoolers or whatever. But I remember like we'd recorded stuff onto it and it was like just sitting on my floor in my messy bedroom at one point, And I was sitting on my bed and my mom walks in the room and she must've stepped on the play button and it, and then like out of, she's like talking to me about laundry or something I don't know but I'm like I don't know twelve or thirteen at the time she steps on this talk boy and out, like in the out of the middle of the room comes my voice and it's like shit goddamn motherfucker <laughs> and my mom just looks at me and I was like I don't yeah I don't know <laughs> I, I, I don't have anything for you you know I haven't heard that story in a while man that's good I forgot were about you that. grounded. I'm sh- I probably was, uh, you know, okay. although like, you know, my mom has to know like where I got my language from, you know? <laughs> right. I didn't curse for the longest time. Like, well, I got to college. Really? Like, yeah. I, well, and it's funny cause my dad curses every time he sneezes. Like he, <laughs> he, I heard it all. I heard it all. And I, I, I feel like I also was very like scared to make mistakes and uh, being raised in the Methodist church and trying to be a good girl all the time. And, uh, oh God, I was a bit of a prude. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So saying bad words, I always felt such guilt, but then I also felt guilt like hearing a uh, Mr. Boombastic song on the radio. <laughs> Oh my god. Shaggy song? <laughs> Mr. Boombastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I remember like turning the volume down really low, like looking around. Like, <laughs> so weird. See, but I, I hear kids these days. They'll just be saying them. I don't know. Yeah. It depends on the family. Yeah, see, that's like I grew up so differently. Like, like my parents were always so busy just beating the fuck out of each other that I was like, I was like, I, I could just, I could do whatever. Like, at least I'm not, you know, oh, I'm not like beating the shit out of anybody else. So I'm okay. Right, right. You're just looking out for yourself. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and my, the rule with alcohol in our house was uh, if you could touch the ceiling, you can drink. And my sister and I are pretty tall. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we like we lived in like a mobile home that was like expanded upon. Oh, easy. Uh, so yeah, easy. But yeah. then it would like took the fun out of it. Right. Sister, How old like, were you? Uh, oh, this was like a rule. Uh, well, here's the other thing too. My parents gave me like a uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade when I was like 13. Okay. On camping trips and stuff. That's something that I later in life look back on and was like, why the fuck did they let me do that? Right. They yeah. probably wanted me to go to bed. Parents. I think we've talked, we've discussed being having children of 90s parents. My mother offered my brother Gavin's girlfriend uh, when they were like, I mean, the girl he's married to now, I think. I mean, they could, they had to have been like 18 or 19, and my mom was just like, would you like a glass of wine? Right. Yeah. Do you think... That's not even her kid. You, right? I, well, oh, but, that's scary. Which is real crazy <laughs> to me. Like, I can't... Is that... Because she's like, she's like very Italian, right? Do you yeah. Do you think her, her background has anything to do with that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. even in like places like Europe, I've heard that like children will drink a little bit of wine mixed with water, like yeah, um, during some meals. I don't know if that's the case still. It's probably not. That's probably old information. Right. Yeah. But there is. I feel like there's something to be said about because like my sister, I didn't. I didn't hang out with kids that really partied a lot. But my sister's friends growing up, they'd be like, "Hey, we're sneaking out tonight. You want to come? We're gonna go." in the cattle field and you know, whatever is Texas. And, uh, and she'd be like, no, I'm good. Like if I want to <laughs> drink, my dad will pour me one. <laughs> right. But it, it takes the fun out of it. So then yeah. the kid doesn't want to drink. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, there's something to be said about that, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, which is like, cause over in, I think in England, the drinking age is 18, right? Or is so. it 16? I, 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 yeah, I know in, in certain European countries, a lot, it's lower than 21, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that tangent, kids <laughs> cursing, drinking. Uh, do you, what happens when y'all's kids curse? Oh, oh, wait a second. You can drink in Europe at 16. It is 16. 16? Okay. Okay, yeah. Shit. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, and I, yeah, I do. I agree, Amber. I, th- I feel like there's something to that. Like they, you kind of get it. It's not as, it's not as big of a deal, right? You know? Yeah. And, and especially if you could do it like before you're driving, you know, cause, cause you know, when you're, dri- <laughs> when you're driving for like, before you're of the age to drive or something. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, yeah. cause like, yeah, you start driving and then you're like, Oh, all of a sudden there's this like new factor I can introduce into things. Like that's not a great yeah, idea, you know? Good idea. Well, and, and it goes with with uh, cursing, too. Uh, I think if you don't allow bad language in your house, you're going to want to do it even more and because of the reaction it gets, yeah. uh, which is exciting. It's an yeah. adrenaline rush, I guess. Uh, yeah. But, like, when I was really little, uh, my sister loves to tell this story. Uh, we were driving somewhere, and I'm in the back seat in my car, in my car seat, and this truck goes by, and I say "fuck," but I meant to say "truck." <laughs> and so my my parents are laughing, and she watched me look around like, "Oh, they <laughs> like this." So then I said it again, 
And like everybody starts laughing. And then eventually my dad's like, okay, you have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You have to be responsible. There's something yeah. about, ooh, I get a reaction when I say fuck. Yeah. But I had no yeah. idea what I was saying, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. like what, what I'll tell my kids is that, because that um, like, like when they would, would ride the school bus, of course, there'd be all sorts of terrible words being said there, of course. Yeah. But my, my children's first reaction to that was coming home and saying, like, they were saying awful, like, bad words. And what I would what I would tell them was that, like, okay, they're, like, they're, they're pretending to act like adults. Like, that's how they yeah. see adults act, and that's what they think of. But I, I, I tell them, like, we don't really talk like that. Like, in the hush in my bedroom right now, talking, like, on, like, on, like, an internet call with you guys, I'll say fuck. I'll say it all the time. Right. But, like, I'm not, like, walking around Kroger, the grocery store, like, yelling fuck at the, at the vegetables. <laughs> yeah. You know? right. no, and see, if you are, I think other adults think you're you're an idiot. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it get, you get a, a certain reaction. When I was teaching, uh, there's this one kid. Uh, and this is an example of how some parents now they just let their kids say bad words. And I think this, that was this kid applying to this kid. And he was saying like something would go wrong and he would say, damn it, which it, it's so weird to hear a kid say bad words yeah. because yeah. I'm of that generation of like, we didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm also like trying to rewire my brain of like, okay, well, some parents are like, it's, it's words. They're just words. What do the words mean? You know? But still, like hearing it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't react to him because I feel like he would, he was saying it to get a reaction because he would say it a lot. He would say, "Damn it, damn it, damn it," and I just felt like he was waiting for me to look at him, and I'm like, "I'm not giving it to you, dude. Like, <laughs> I know what you're doing." Yeah, just so interesting. Yeah. See, yeah. I, see, I like, I'm, I'm like, I, I talk the way I talk, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's kind of like my, there's a game like with me and my daughters, like we'll joke like flipping each other off like one of us will turn around and like we'll be flipped and we think it's funny you know but it but it almost like it diffuses all you know and and i'm i'm very clear like you can't do this in school you can't do this around your some people care some people care and you can't do it around them right and but so like right read the room but so (laughs) so there's that that like acknowledgement of like when it's appropriate and when it's not yeah but then there's also like there's just not much incentive to say it because there's not like if it's a natural part and that's the thing, like they will say it if it's part of like what they're saying, if it, if it, if it enhances what they're telling me, the story they're telling me, it's fine to use those words, but they're not using yeah. them just to, just because they can't, you know what I mean? Just cause yeah. like, Oh, it's a naughty thing. It's like, no, it's just, that's just a word to be used like any other word. Yeah. Like when it, people cuss instead of saying, um, okay. Uh, then, um, you know, uh, I hear my students, I teach it. I teach in an adult high school, uh-huh. you know, right. which is so like people who are like eighteen or nineteen will be there, and they'll instead of um, they'll say like the word like fucking or something like that. Okay, <laughs> right. It's yeah. like yeah. Uh, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but see that, but that's the thing. Like, and and I, you know, I'm I'm very fond of those words. Yeah. But again, like I think I think uh, you know my kids. Like I don't if 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 they use them on occasion, like it's not a big deal. I don't really care. So then there's not. So then like yeah. So they they pop up every now and again, but not any more often yeah. than like any other word. You know. Well, I, I grew up. I think Amber, you and I might have grown up similarly in that. Like you said, you grew up like Methodist, mm-hmm. like the Methodist Church. I grew up like with Catholicism as well, where it's like I, I was if I wasn't polite, 
I would, you know, get smacked, you know, <laughs> get, get not, yeah. not the same you did. But saying, yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, being polite and having choosing the good words was preferred over any of that. I discovered, and, and like, I'll even discover now that I'm an adult, that like, I'll discover new ways of being polite. Like, lately, this you got to try this. As you walk into any store, wipe your feet on the mat. No I one does. I, no one does it, Amber. You don't do it. No one fucking does I it. I think I do. I'm starting to do this now. I think you should catch on. I I walked into the liquor store to get some wine earlier, and I and I was I wiped my feet as this old lady like stopped and smiled at me, and then I caught the eye of the manager, and he was like, nodded, you know, nodded his head like, "Thank you, sir." And, and he you gave you he gave you your bottle of wine for free. <laughs> That's right. He packed it up for me. He's like, I bring this out to your car. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and you held the door for him as he went out. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wipe your well, feet. I think, I think I do, especially if it's snowing. Cause, cause I guess I've worked in enough of retail jobs where it's like, I know somebody has to clean this up or deal with yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I definitely get used to it as a dog walker too. Constantly yeah. having to wipe my feet, take my well, shoes off. And as far as like being polite and socially conscious, there's a weird thing where I feel like people of our generation, some people are, you know, cause people older than us, like maybe our parents age, they're like, I'm, you know, if he's a he, then he's a he, if she's a she, then she's a she, I'm not gonna, you know? And I feel like that's like, for me, it's just like a certain level of courtesy. Like you would call somebody their preferred, you know, from somebody, my parents age, if they preferred Mr., you would call them Mr., or Mrs. Right. or Miss. It's just right. a common courtesy. It's no different. Right. It's no different. Right. But I, I feel like that's like a certain level of courtesy that, you know, maybe generations before us like do not have and like are unwilling to adopt. Whereas more people of our generation and younger are like, no, that's common courtesy. Like you call someone what they want to be called by. Like, why wouldn't yeah. Why wouldn't you call somebody by the thing right. they want to be called by, you know? Do you think they've just maxed out their common courtesy credit card? Like, they're, they're like, I'm full up. I, I'm not changing anymore. I'm tired right. of it. You know? Yeah. It's, it's they like, don't want to learn, like, new new grammar. They're just yeah, like, yeah. I learned this grammar. That's it. I, I, I think that's part of it. But I, but I also think there there's, like, right. uh, they've been... Kind of told that like yeah. that like the the it's enemy that. the enemy wants you the enemy wants you to learn this new grammar right. like you oh, know for sure. like that too. the the yeah. evil the evil socialists and communists want you to refer to the people. Illuminati. And the other thing is like these people these people like a trans person would never be friends with them anyway. Like right. why do they even fucking care? so much to be so against it like right. they're never gonna like talk to these people right at all right yeah well, well what's the care? other funny thing is they probably have and they didn't notice didn't even notice it yeah it doesn't matter you know like <laughs> right right yeah uh, <laughs> yeah anyway all right well okay. we're, we're coming up on time was there anything else in the movie yeah um yeah what's what's up the box i love the box of the shuffled the cards. Yes. The, the, I love yeah. the mechanism. Like yeah. it shot out like an old CD-ROM. Yeah. Um, I like the the, the, <laughs> the sound effect. The click, 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 click thing was really freaking cool. Yeah. I kind of wondered how it shuffled them or if it did it all inside with the space, but I didn't care. I, I accepted it still. Yeah. That was, was a fun detail. And the was. way they passed it around the table when it got to Daniel, 
is like, oh, this because he, 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 him, and Alex as a, as kids witnessed horrific shit. Yeah, with, with Aunt Helen, yeah. uh, husband, you know. So he's just yeah. like this again, goddamn it, and like passed it on real quick. <laughs> And yeah. you know what? And I just realized I somewhat uh, uh, relate to Daniel. Just I kind of mentioned the kind of household I grew up in. Just like shoving your your siblings in a wardrobe so they don't have to see the terrible shit going on. Uh, Corey, I, you've never talked about this, dude. This is good. I can I can I can like very much relate to Daniel. You know? Aww, <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. But, oh, my sister said something really sweet. Uh, I had my bachelorette party recently, and uh, she, yeah. yeah, it was great. Uh, <laughs> and she said she she understood uh, what it means to die for someone when I was born. She said it was the first time in her life that she was like, "Yep, I would die for this person." That's it's when she stopped fearing death. Was when I was born. That's what she wow, said, which I was wild. like, ah, that's so sweet <laughs> and dark, but I totally understand what you're right? saying. Like there's something about, I mean, siblings, of course, and family. Yeah. She would shove me in a closet too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Don't need see be. This. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, apparently the yellow Converse shoes that she's wearing, they painted, which I'm. Converse doesn't make yellow shoes anymore. Really? That's so interesting that you mentioned this. My daughter has a pair of yellow. They must be knockoff. She has that exact pair of shoes right now that she wears every day. Okay. They're just not Converse. Huh. Oh, but they're not Converse. They look just like them, though. They're the canvas high tops. Huh. When she put those on, it was like, those are scarlet shoes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What yeah. do they have against yellow? Why is Converse, what? Well, and she, and she they have I mean, everything else. She looks so badass in the, in that dress and those Converse shoes. You know, it's such such a yeah. a great look. Yeah. Well, it's the perfect color because she is she's supposed to be like the complete opposite of these people, which would be yellow, yeah. the brightest, happiest color. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah. 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 They Thank they you. did a good trope with the clothing. We're like a good trope with like the the horror movie thing. We're like. The lady like will tear something off to to fix the wound of somebody. Like she has like three or so like versions of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, doesn't doesn't she choke Tearing somebody? Doesn't she choke the butler or somebody? She chokes with piece a uh, part of her clothing, part of her dress. She chokes someone. I forget what it was with though. Um, yeah, Grace chokes the butler with her dress. Oh, and steals the car when she takes the car. Yeah, yeah. She chokes the butler. Oh! When he's right. got he's got her in the back of the car. He yeah, she chokes yes. her, chokes him with part of her dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, when she's like got the shotgun on him and pulls and it just goes click instead of boom, and he's like, the ammunition is for display only. Yeah, and she just like bashes him with the teapot. It's so dope. Yeah, yes, that part was great. Yeah, yeah, I love the inventive ways of like beating people up because <laughs> she has another gun. The hand, the revolver runs out of bullets, and she just throws it at the the one of the wives. Well, she I think. pistol whips her. Yeah. Or she pistol whips her with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like she's fast thinker. Yeah. Well, and there's one point where she she presses. I don't know if it's OnStar or whatever, but she gets in the car and she like calls yeah, for Justin. help. 
And Justin, yeah, like, Justin's like, oh, sorry, you're an unauthorized car user. Like, I have to shut the car down. And so he, like, she's making her escape, and, and he fucking shuts the car down, you know? I was like, That's no. another great uh, cursing moment, because she's like, Justin? He's like, yes, ma'am. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> All right, ma'am, have a good night. <laughs> Brilliant! Awesome. Well, do y'all have anything else before we kind of dive into headcanons and, and, and log out here? No. No. I made risotto for the first time yesterday. For the first time? <laughs> That's a hard-ass dish to make, man. It takes it's, takes patience. The only, it's the only dish I've ever made where like you have to stand and be right with it. Uh-huh. Add water. It. Stir, stir, stir. Add water. Stir, stir. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Or broth. Kind of cool. Tasty. What? Yeah. yeah. Do you add water or broth? How did you broth. Do it? it was hot broth. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, just keep pouring white it. wine first, and then the hot broth, and you just continually add a little bit of hot broth until like you make the it's rice, right? Yeah. So like, it, yeah. Until it's like until it's soft. Yeah. Yeah. You have to nice. continuously like be on it. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> so you do it again? Yeah, I'd, I'd do it right now after we get off here. <laughs> right. Like, Maybe. Maybe you could get a sponsorship for your podcast. Yeah, from Arizona. <laughs> no, well, dude, and Brent, I think I, I, we, we were kind of chatting last week about what we were cooking, and that that pork I made last week. Yeah, where yeah, how'd they go, I, dude? I just roasted it uncovered in the oven for like six hours. It was the juiciest, like most succulent pork I've ever had. It was, it was crazy good. It was so good. But it was uncovered. Uncovered. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I just went high heat for like, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes to kind of like cook the outside. Get and the and then I, I dropped it to like ah. 250. Like I cooked it at like 250 for like six hours. And I've it was. I've heard this before. It was yeah. so. Yeah, and, with the turkey. Yeah. And I, and I covered it like the outside was like uh, obviously salt, pepper, but it was mostly like um, uh, ro- uh, mustard, rosemary, and some anchovies, all like food processed together and uh dude it was so good we were eating it all week it was delicious it was so good that's awesome forgot about that yeah yeah that sounds awesome yeah yeah good job <laughs> how, how big was it to begin with what was the, the poundage of that um maybe 10 pounds a little less oh. maybe eight pounds maybe, somewhere in there yeah it was a big hey, was, i don't even know where you where'd you, did you have to go did you go to a regular grocery store it was a, it was a big pork butt uh yeah meyer 10 okay right on cool man yeah that's awesome <laughs> i like to cook three pounds of pork butt in my instant pot oh, you nice. cook it for like an hour and then it shreds yeah. up really good nice yeah. It's delicious. i like doing that and it's the pot getting the whole whole chicken i haven't done that yet Get the whole young chicken it's like you know they're like that size uh-huh. it does the same thing you like you like pull out the skeleton <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i just the the crock pot i've had was like 15 years old and then i actually just got a new one for christmas it's like uh nice. it's like a new it's like a crock pot uh pressure cooker slow cooker like all all in one so i still need to read the instruction manual but i have it's like a tin uh uh not gallon but uh what is it what it's fucking huge it's 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 huge i i'm looking That's forward crazy. to using it yeah i remember you've been wanting one of those for a while i think because we've talked about it you mentioned it before yeah well because i'd cook stuff in my in my slow cooker and it would just come out like dry and, and i'm like this thing is fucking like 
15 years old. You know, it's, yeah. it's just not doing the job anymore. So it's trash. Once it starts to simmer, whatever liquid that you got, yeah, in the slow cooker, it just it fucks it up. Yeah, we're so grown. Look at the things yeah. that we get excited about. <laughs> I had a maintenance person come check my furnace today, and it's not even broken. We were just <laughs> oh, like making oh, yeah. some noises. Oh, yeah. We should get on top of this, right? Yeah. And we had a guy yep. come out. Nice. Yeah. You, dude, no, the yeah. the other day I did because because I've I've had to have a guy come out and do my furnace a couple times. So I I looked up a YouTube video and I pulled out the flame sensor. Like I I opened it up and I pulled out the flame sensor and like cleaned it off. And because uh, my my heat my furnace was like starting to cycle. And I was like, I saw the guy do. I the guy came out last time for like a hundred bucks or whatever. I watched him do this. Like I could figure it out. I could pop something out and like scrub it off, whatever. So, yeah, that's, that's what's wrong with mine. That's what the guy did. I the paid ninety five dollars, dude. Today. The fl- yeah, the flame sensor. Yeah, I kept thinking I could probably wipe this because he was like, I just had to wipe it off. Yeah, it's just oil that's been reheated. Yeah, so many times. dude. Like, yeah, just carbon, carbon that collects on it. The thing is, I don't know <laughs> what they use. I need to figure out what they use to clean it off because you want to yeah. scrub the carbon off of there. But okay. you don't want to scratch the metal because that's bad. So oh, shit. I he, he said they use I don't know what they use. They use some kind of microfiber something to yeah, clean it that's off. The words yeah. I was thinking in my brain. Yeah, but you yeah you got <laughs> you just got to clean off that you just got to get the carbon off that flame sensor. You know. <laughs> oh my god! It's awesome being adults are fucking cool, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's even better these days because we just YouTube search how to fix things. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. I wish I had this. Yeah. When I was younger. Yeah. 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 Dude. Yeah. Changing my headlights. Cause yeah, my headlight, I got to like get up in the wheel well and like, it's, it's not that difficult, but yeah, without YouTube, like I'd have no idea. Like, how do you do this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I YouTube stuff like that all the time and I never do the shit that I YouTube and look up and search. <laughs> like I just, just never do you it. You just look it up. <laughs> I just looked at it, I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool to put like a, an extension on my deck and I'll like go down a drunken rabbit hole of people doing it and just like, and, so and I'll imagine me doing this. I'm like, I'm going to, and I put on my Amazon wish list like an auger, like an electric auger. Oh right. my God. Into, like, like holes for posts and shit. And I'm like, oh, oh, never did it. Just never did it. Like, <laughs> you got to have a teammate. You got to have somebody that will like. Yeah. yeah. I'll build a pizza oven, get the brick. Yeah. Like See, like no, you, you know what you should go in on? You should become teammates with your with your uh your neighbor who got your sex toys in the mail or whatever, or your lube that one time. Like you guys should go in together. No, they moved away. Oh no. So that was, so we don't have so I don't have to move. Yeah. What they, a waste of an investment. Right. You were all in. Did you ever hear that story, Amber? No, Amber? I'm putting it together. Go ahead so, though. So like okay. Remember, like, the lockdown and pandemic? Do you remember, like, mid, like the, the most pandemic-y of it all? Right? Yes. Everyone's yes. so scared of shit. We, I had ordered, and sorry, I had ordered a lubricant. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> sure, like adults do. And, yep. And um, I went to the grocery store on the day it was supposed to arrive. I didn't think about it. But when I got God. back from the grocery store... There was a package on my porch, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" So, to to like circumvent like awkwardness, because if anything ever arrived at my house at that time, it was like it was a person, and my kids just never saw people other than my wife and I. So it was always like, "Yay, people!" 
So I was like, okay. And, or if a package arrived, he was like, what's in the package? We got to know. Oh, my so, God. So, so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll bring the groceries and I'll put this package with the groceries they won't even notice. And so, like, when the coast is clear, I grab the package. Well, I put the groceries away and, and I, I, I put this. I, I'm, I get the package. I'm going to go put it in the bedroom. But I feel like instead of one thing, there's, like, three things in there. Right? There's three things. I'm like, I didn't order three things. I ordered one thing. So, like... In like seclusion, I like opened the package and was like, "What?" And it were just like not my things. It was like some other person's things. I looked on the the side of the thing, and it's like not my address. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Oh, so no. I thought, and it's it, and the, the address is like three houses away, right? Uh-huh. And so I'm thinking like, "Oh, I could just give them." I was like, "No, what if they got my thing?" I was like, "I'm not giving his shit back. Like, I'm not giving him this thing back." And then him be like, "Here's your thing that I opened." <laughs> So I just put it, I put it against the wall. I just left it there. And it was like the next day or two days later, we get a knock on the door and it's this neighbor guy from like two houses down. Uh-huh. And he goes, uh, Hey, um, are you a 6749? And you know, it was like, yeah, yeah, we are. He's like, Hey, I got your package in the mail by mistake. And I was like, Oh, and then I felt like social contract, you know, I was like, you know what? I got yours too. And I said, Hey man, I'm really sorry. I was expecting something. I opened the package. I didn't. T- I, I just looked in it. I didn't. I didn't take anything out. I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, it's cool. I'm handing him his things. Like, I opened yours too. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, like straight face. My kids are like, who is it, Daddy? Who is it? We want to talk to the person. You know. And I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, okay, here's your thing. And he gave me. He, here's your things. He gave me. He gave me my thing. And and I and as I'm turning away to close the door. He goes, um, he goes, um, hey man, it's cool. My wife and I order that stuff too. <laughs> I was like, All right, man. Slam. <laughs> so like I'm in the and so now it's just like my, my children are obsessed with Amazon deliveries, right? So like so like I was like going <laughs> I started to like walk away. My, my oh, he had handed my wife Kara the the package, right? And so she's like, "Oh!" And the kids are like, "What is in there, Daddy? What's in there?" And I was like, "Oh, my uh, hot sauce." I said, a "Hot sauce." And they're like, oh, "Okay, you know." And Kara's like, "Oh, hot sauce. I wonder what." And she's like, opening it like a bowl. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Secret hot sauce. Okay. Which I think is terrible code because, like, I want cookies. Right. And it was, but it still didn't click for me until like his his smoking friend's son was like, "They're not cookies, Amber." And I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, they but, yeah. Were, they really should have thought of a better it. a better code for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think hot sauce is very smart though because most kids are like, "Ew, hot sauce." Yeah. 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 I just thought of a food thing. Yeah. I, <laughs> or so just. I, I, or, I would order, like, if I couldn't get it at the grocery store, I'd order on Amazon to make a weird. Because we were all making weird shit at home. Yep. Yeah. Sourdough. Sourdough bread. Bread <laughs> yeah. starters. Yeah. I'd be like, no, we're just doing vaccines on the porch. Like, we're all just. We're all just <laughs> getting our shots, you know? <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Too young. Too young for this. Yeah. Awesome. 
Next week, we're discussing the 2012 horror anthology VHS. So be sure to check that out as we continue uh, the celebration of the directors of the next Scream movie, Scream 6, which is now in theaters or will be in theaters soon. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Dangerous Pollution Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Headcanon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash Horror Movie Pod. All right, well, we should, we should probably start wrapping up. Do y'all uh, have Headcanon or do you want me to start? I feel like I have a couple, so I, I could go first. Go ahead. Um, I, uh, the, the one I thought of is, is kind of a sequel, which is just, uh, Mr. LaBelle. He's kind of become, he wants to cut ties with all the billionaires that he's made deals with because they're getting too corrupt and cruel and like callous for him. He's like, holy shit, you guys like, this is fucked up what you guys are doing. So my idea for a sequel is just grace in a series of, of like, he just maneuvers her into position with different families of billionaires for her to take down in the same manner. And I would absolutely watch the shit out of uh, that series. That's interesting. Because if like the curse does follow, like, I mean, we saw him of, of, of his visage in the chair. Like he looked like he was old, really old timey. Yeah. Yeah. Surely like more families had morphed. Yeah. Well, that's, and and that's what they, one, one, Well, and one of the horror stories, like one of the cautionary tales was they said there was another family that had exploded because they didn't. Yeah. So you have to assume that Mr. LaBelle has multiple deals with multiple family, presumably every billionaire in the world. I don't, maybe, you know, (laughs) right. I also wonder if because the house caught fire like that, that kind of kills it too. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it ended with the fire. Because that's like, that's the heart of it, right? That was his house. So even if the lineage goes out past the house, the property, the land, anyway. <laughs> well, and I, Let's I make think, this happen. I, I think, yeah, I think they said another family had had, they were like, this other family all died in a fire. I think it really mirrored what they... they oh, right, right, right. Because yeah. what was the name? Yeah. There was another family, they said, had had like the, the same thing happen to them. So... Yeah. But uh, either Brent, do you want to go or Amber? I can go. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm thinking Grace. uh, She starts this whole campaign called Let Them Eat Cake quotations because she's ready to just eat the rich. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, French Revolution of today. She's she's out to get them all and she just goes on a, a hill rampage to get all those corrupt rich bastards i love it you know the the one that are a piece of shit little tiny dick liquor fucking assholes <laughs> Dude, to yeah. get them all. i i would love a sequel called let them eat cake that would be <laughs> do, how great would that be <laughs> yep and that could i mean that would go along with what you were saying Corey. like yeah. that's she's going and getting the rest of them yeah i love it yeah dude rich people fucking suck man i watched like the documentary <laughs> what kara was watching it was so amazing was the documentary about how they caught all those um all, all those rich folks that paid off colleges to get their kids oh yeah um, in there there was the, uh, yeah. the, the full house the full house lady that's right yeah um, i can't remember her name christine or, or was, you know, jesse's girlfriend yeah or christine something yeah yeah dude they got they they, they 
they did a reverse where they usually go for like, you know, for, if it was a drug dealer they're trying to get, they would get like the low end drug dealer people, like the, the, the people just selling one bag at a time. Right. And work, and their, work way their way up. Here they had the guy, the main guy who got all these people into all these kids into colleges and they, ha- they, they, they bugged him and got him to like get all these rich folk to admit to like to doing all this shit. Wow. To all the all the nepo all the nepo baby going on, hell yeah, nepo baby. (laughs) Oh, speaking of rich, uh, on my dog walk today, there was this house for sale that I thought was a school. No, it's a house. It was was a seven bedroom, six and a half bath, ten thousand square feet. Yeah, fucking Professor X. That's ridiculous. All these fucking crazy gross kids. Yeah. yeah, and it was like on the market for almost four million dollars. Jesus in Christ! You know, you know, I'm bummed we didn't get to do this episode with Willow. I, I, I'm bummed that our friend Willow had to had had to had other things going on. But all with all the talk about nepo babies on our our last episode, <laughs> Amber, I'm really starting to realize how perfect it is to talk about this movie with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just like the the. Uh, Nepo Baby Justice movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a superhero film. Just wait. Nepo the, Baby Justice. The Nepo Baby Justice League. It's it's just like Superman's kid cake. and Batman's kid. Like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh God. It'd be awful. Yeah. What about you, oh. Brett? I was thinking mine would be like a sequel starring Amber Ray Snyder. Oh, yes. I'm available. She gets married and then realizes that she has to play improv games to the death. (laughs) (laughs) Like, elimination means you die. Oh, no. It was either that or I thought it would be funny if Fitch, like, woke up with, like, or no, 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 Emily. Emily wakes up one morning out of, like, a Coke, a Coke-fueled, like, bender. Right. With, like, the two, like, old-timey revolvers, like bolted to her hands oh yeah and then she has to fight she has to fight um grace nice yes yeah (laughs) nice that would be terrifying yeah the 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 other thought i had was that like who because grace just draws the card hide and seek like when was it explained that the rules of hide and seek means you have to kill somebody i almost wonder if like, did the family just come up with that? What if they had just tried to play hide and seek, like a regular game of hide and seek at some point? And, you know, and Mr. LaBelle is like, he's watching them try to kill each other. Like, he's like, whoa, 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 this, no, this, I just, I just meant hide and seek. What the fuck is this? They're, they're shooting crossbows in each other's mouths. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. Like they've got like the they've got the means, man. They could like play Battleship for fucking real, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a real a real game of Battleship. That's hilarious. Like jet skis like Billy Madison style in the huge like fountain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like big bazookas. Gross. <laughs> What's well, like that uh, live chess you can get for your backyard or whatever? But it's the battle. You know what I'm talking about? Like you have, you've never seen like I guess uh you'll see them in like parks sometimes in cities or some rich person's yeah. backyard where they have like life size chess like giant chess sorry okay okay yeah yeah but it's it's not actual people right <laughs> no 
Well, they do that at Renaissance fairs, but that's another. I, I saw. Thing. <laughs> someone who hates the rich so much. You're t- you love it. You love them. I love the rich. On a board <laughs> that are by human beings. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. No, giant Jenga. I love giant Jenga. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna have that at our wedding. We're gonna have giant. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. When is when's your wedding again? October seventh. October seventh. Yes, right. All right, we got some time. Right. Yeah. Wait, and wait. I'm sorry. One of the things is you. One of your demands is giant Jenga. <laughs> my demands. It's already been built. Well, okay. So our wedding. Uh, my partner. He's a carpenter. He likes to build a lot of things, and so ah, he's gotcha. built. He's built the Jenga. I think he's made two sets. Nice. And I thought, you know, people can write funny little things on the blocks and we'll keep them forever. That's cool. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, but we're going to have a lot of, like, interactive elements to our No one's going to keep that, by games. the way. No one no one wants a giant piece of wood. I know. They're, I should tell everybody, like, somebody bring luggage for the Jenga. Right. So take it back with you. I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> you don't know. But yeah, we're going to have a lot. <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of like back in my ten year anniversary, and we're gonna complete the Jenga set. Yes, it's beautiful, and and somebody might die. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's a lot of fun though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There'll be like a little things made out of wood, games, stuff. Nice. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we, I need to get going. Uh, is there anything, Amber, do you want to mention your podcast one more time? Or is there anything else you want to plug before we wrap up here? Uh, Star Stuff Stories. Star Go Stuff there. Stories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go there. Listen. Enjoy. <laughs> or else. Yes. Write that Ready down. Ready or actually. not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Corey's got to go um, cut up like seven pounds of pork. <laughs> no, see, I made I made some t- uh, taco meat earlier this week, so we're we're dining on taco, just some regular ground beef tacos this week. So okay, I was wondering how you like how you like re reimagined the the ro- the the roast. Yeah, cool. but you know taco. you know what? Uh, while we were transitioning from the roast to the tacos, my daughter and I we did we made pork pork tacos with those roast pork, dude. It yeah. was fucking amazing. So yeah. like. Yeah. Fall apart pork tender pork tacos. They were good. They were yep. really good. <laughs> That's my favorite kind of taco. Yeah. You make it street style with the corn tor- double corn tortilla. Corn tortillas. Yeah. We, fall apart. Yeah. No, we well, just yeah. we just have so the flour tortillas. But yeah. 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 Fantastic. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Amber. Thank you so much for jumping in and, and making this episode possible. Uh, it's a good time. We'll definitely have you back. Thank you, everyone at home, for listening. This has been Head Cannon. Ah!